leaving downright cruddy, buddy, buddy We shall miss the past, buddy, buddy But there's still buddy cast No, don't be naughty, go meet everybody Here on buddy cast Hello there, all my buddies. How are we doing today? I'm here with my new buddy, John Persinger. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? Doing great. Happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. For those of you out there, John is the CEO of the EDDC, the Erie Downtown Development Corporation. He's done some amazing work for the city, and we're here to talk all about that. So... Let me begin by asking, how did you find the role with the EDDC? Well, I was hired on, my first day was March 12th of 2018. And before coming into this job, I was practicing law with a regional law firm, McDonald, Daly, Jones, and Britain. But really, I think what um, opened me up to this opportunity is I had run for mayor for the city of Erie. And I had run as a Republican against my neighbor, Joe Schember, who's our current uh, mayor. Uh, mayor Schember lives across the street and two houses down from me. And as I was running for mayor, I got to get out in the community and meet a lot of people. And one of those people whom I met was Tim Nicastro, who is the CEO of Erie Insurance. And Tim, along with several other um, community leaders, CEOs, philanthropists, they had formed our organization, the Erie Downtown Development Corporation, to revitalize downtown Erie through property development. And uh, Tim and the others were looking for a CEO. And Tim, uh, I was actually in Florida on vacation uh, with my family uh, during the Christmas holidays after the election. And I, I, it had been a crazy year. And so we just took some time away, went down to the beach, saw my uncle, and I was, I'd spent a morning making sandcastles with my kids. And I come back to the uh, the house and I see that I got this voicemail from Tim DeCaster asking me to call him. So I did and he said, you know, uh, John, you may think I'm crazy, but uh, how about you interview for the uh, CEO of the Erie Downtown Development Corporation? And I said to him, you know, Tim, you may think you're crazy, but I'm the guy who ran for mayor in the city of Erie as a Republican. So, there's nothing too crazy to me. And um, what I did when I came back is I had, I spent a lot of time with Tim. I, I got to know him during the campaign, but spent more time talking to him about his vision for his company, for um, downtown, for the organization. I wanted to make sure that he and the board were actually committed to this initiative. For many that have been here in Erie, there's been a lot of uh, well-hyped initiatives that really started and ended with the opening press conference. I didn't want that to happen. I wanted to make sure that we were actually going to do this. He was committed. The board was committed because if I do something, then I'm all in. And I got the sense that they, that he was really committed and um, true to his word today, he remains committed as our board president and he's been great uh, to work alongside of him and, and the rest of the board. So that is how I ended up in this role. And um, uh, as I've come to, to learn in this job, being a developer involves a little bit of everything. 
real estate, property management, construction, architecture, financing, real retail, utilities, uh, business, legal, um, design, marketing, uh, communications, politics, diplomacy. And because of my background, having been involved as a, a private practice lawyer, having been involved working for the government, yeah, I had a little bit uh, from everything to really help uh, in this job. That's a beautiful, beautiful story. What I admire about you is how you said, because I remember this campaign, how you said you ran for mayor, but then unlike a lot of candidates nowadays where it seems like they kind of go into the shadows afterwards, you're still like, how can I help the city? How can I contribute back? Like, how can I give back? And that's where you find this role. I was fortunate to have a great team helping out on the campaign. Just like uh, I was just telling someone the other days, um, I get to be in front of the cameras, but we have a great team working on these projects. Mm -hmm. What we talked about with our team is that I, you know, I wasn't running to be have the title of mayor, to have the office of mayor, but to really make a difference. We are in a city that has had 60 years of economic and population decline. And so we have to start looking at how we do things differently if we want to continue to grow as a community. And um, in thinking about after the campaign and losing, it's kind of an all or nothing proposition. The team and I spent some time thinking about, are there ways, other ways that we can contribute to help the community? And this was an opportunity that came up and um, I thought if I was true to my word about wanting to help the community, here's a great uh, initiative to do so. Mm -hmm. I have to ask a quick side question. Do you still have the bus? Do you still have the, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> we don't. We um, it found a good home. For those that uh, aren't familiar, we we didn't have a traditional campaign office for mayor. We bought a uh, RV, a thirty, I think it was thirty six foot RV, and converted it into a mobile office. And we had a lot of fun taking it all throughout the city. My kids love to go um, to the parades and get candy, and then go on the uh, the RV and throw candy out the window at kids in neighborhoods. We had a lot of fun, but when it was over, um, donated it to Gannon University's um, uh, computer development program, their computer science program. We mm -hmm. do mobile STEM last, uh, classes and educational seminars and thought that would be a great home for it. I got to knew, know uh, the professor and some of the students through my work as a lawyer. And uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, I think you can find it on some of Gannon's social media sites, but they really did a fantastic job of converting it. That's awesome. As a Gannon alumni, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. But that's awesome that you that you decided to give it to a nice home, you know, rather than just have it sitting yeah. in your backyard and just, you know, like just every now and then good popping in or something like that. I was, I was, um, I'm glad to see it could put to good use. Mm -hmm. Now let's backtrack a little bit more for those viewers who maybe aren't familiar with Erie or some, what is the EDDC in your own words? The Erie Downtown Development Corporation was formed in 2017 by community leaders to revitalize the downtown core through property development. We had had a uh, comprehensive plan that was done for the city in 2016. And that plan identified that there are a number of blighted, abandoned, vacant, underutilized properties throughout the city, but especially in our downtown. And that there should be a, an organization go in and tackle those properties. So um, we are fortunate that we had 
um, great community leaders and organizations step up and raise just over $3 million for our organization. But they also, and this is, this is I think, even more important, they raised over $27 million for the Erie Downtown Equity Fund. And the role of the equity fund is to provide what we call patient capital or transformational capital to allow for the revitalization of these blighted properties. Beautiful. Beautiful. I know one project that you guys have worked on that I've absolutely admired and thought was truly unique was you turned a very, um, how can I say this, a very like well-known for bad reasons McDonald's <laughs> into a curling league for downtown, which we've never heard of down here. You know, like who would have thought Erie would have had a curling league? How did you guys come up with that idea? Well, what was interesting is um, for those viewers that haven't been here, we had this McDonald's at the corner of uh, our Main Street and uh, Fifth Street. The McDonald's, and um, I used to go there. My son loves the McDonald's pancakes, so we'd go there for breakfast. And um, it, but it, but it had attracted some problems. It attracted, like what you see in some other cities, um, drug activity, fighting, violence, and so we'd see the ambulance or the um, Police show up there at least once a week. We talked to McDonald's. They were in a process of consolidating stores. They made the decision to shut this store and they agreed to sell it to us. Part of that deal though, is that McDonald's required us to demolish the building within 30 days of acquiring it. They don't want old abandoned McDonald's sitting out there ruining the brand. And so we had to move pretty quickly on tearing it down. Now, after we got that structure demolished, we had a open site there. We we're not scheduled to start construction until this upcoming year. We had this empty lot then, and we had to figure out what to do with it. How do we activate it? So people just don't see an empty, empty lot there on our main street for the next year and a half. One of the things that I had seen in another city, and we are always looking at other cities. My colleagues and I are, are we've traveled to, not now, but before COVID, we traveled to a number of cities to scour ideas. Uh, and one of the things that we'd seen was synthetic curling rings at a hotel in Boston. And there's, uh, for those that are familiar with our weather, it can be cold here in Erie. We can get 200 inches of snow in one season, but at the same time, it could be, uh, it could be warm, you know, the next day. So if it fluctuates like this last week, we had what 70 degree weather. Yep. And last night we had snow or two nights ago we had snow. Mm -hmm. You know, that is quite a span. So how do you have outdoor ice rinks in the wintertime with that type of weather fluctuations? And we found a company that manufactures synthetic ice. So we invested in these two um, synthetic curling rings. And it was funny as we went around town and talked to people about this, we could tell them we're we're transforming 12 buildings. We're going to invest $100 million. And oh, by the way, we're going to host an outdoor curling league. And you'd see them, whoa, wait a minute, curling? That's awesome. And so it's funny that reception that we got around town. And then um, the turnout was great. We would get 100 people on Monday and Thursday nights in January, February, and March outside, um, having fun, enjoying themselves, competing. Some competed and um, really what hit our goal of transforming this empty space into something that the community would utilize. Mm -hmm. 
what you just said kind of reminded me of the movie Cool Runnings. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> yes. It's, it's like, like when you tell them, you know, because you tell someone, oh, he's going to have a curling. Everyone kind of turns their head like, say what now? Yeah. But, and again, and the second note is, again, I apologize if you ever got a report about a team that may have made some other teams cry because they're competitive, but in a what they consider comical way, that would be my father's team. So if anyone, there's a reason why I kind of like, like, oh, I'd love to come to curling today, Dad. But you know, I just remembered I have somewhere else to be, or something like that. But it's truly something, like you said, it's truly something fantastic for the city. It's something that you bring back, like something that no one, like no one would have expected that building to become that. And you know, like you said, it's I like how you how you found the process because you said it yourself. Erie is that city that has the most unpredictable weather. I tell all my friends from out of town, Erie is the place where you can see all four seasons in one day. And what do we consider that? <laughs> yeah. We consider that a normal day. Yes. Like, yeah. and, and that's what makes this job really interesting is that there is no shortage of great ideas, no shortage of things that have worked in other cities for buildings, for community activities, for public spaces. But the tricky thing is making it work in Erie, making it work because of those either weather constraints, making it work because of the community interests, making it work because of the finances. So that is probably the most critical thing is, is it is way more expensive to acquire and revitalize these buildings than what we can charge in rents. And that's why, as I said earlier, the, as I talked about the Erie Downtown Equity Fund, that is why that fund is so critical because it is so much more expensive to acquire and, and renovate these buildings than what will generate from rent. So we, there's, there's always this gap on these projects and that fund is stepping in to fill those gaps. And that's why when I, when I have opportunities like this, I always have to give credit to our board for really stepping up and making that financial commitment and doing it for the long term because they believe in Erie. Mm -hmm. Now, I got to ask, going forward, you know, aside from all the COVID stuff that we're dealing with right now, do you have any projects that you're currently working on or anything that you're allowed to reveal that you have planned for the near future? Absolutely. This COVID period has been our busiest time because we are working on 12 properties on three blocks in the heart of downtown. When it's all said and done, it's going to be a, uh, about 477,000 square feet of new and revitalized mixed-use space. And to give you an example, in Erie, the average home is about 2,000 square feet. So I can't do the math in my head, but but multiply or divide 477,000 by 2,000, and that gives you kind of an indication of everything that we're working on. Next year, we're going to have seven of these 12 properties finished, and they will include new retail spaces, new residential spaces. There will be a total of 44 new residential units. There will be a new food hall. We've already announced eight of our nine vendors for flagship city food hall, which will be Erie's first food hall. It's gonna congregate Erie, some of Erie's um, most diverse culinary talent under one roof. And then we're gonna open flagship city market, which will be a fully functioning grocery store right in the heart of downtown. These are, these are intended to be dynamic community gathering spaces. So with all that being said, we are 
keeping tabs on what's happening with the virus to make sure that we are not congregating people in a way that we should not. And fortunately, we still have some time, but we are we are doing all sorts of contingency planning. Now, at the same time as these projects are coming along, we also think about the public spaces and the people. So what are we doing to transform the public spaces? And what are we doing to bring people downtown? On the public spaces, I think you'll, you can see that we'll have some more public art coming uh, in 2021. And as for how we engage the community, we are, we are planning to host curling again right now. We're working with the County Health Department. We are, we are um, two of our board organizations <clears throat> are Allegheny Health Network, uh, St. Vincent's and UPMC Hammett. So we are in close contact with the medical officials there to make sure that uh, people can participate in curling in a uh, COVID safe uh, environment. We would love to do more activities similar to curling, but again, we're just trying to play it by year as everything unfolds with the virus. Nice. It sounds like you've got a strong grip on it. You've got a strong grip on your plans. Like, you know, you're not just, well, we're putting this plan aside because, you know, COVID or we were planning on doing this, but, you know, so many businesses have had that idea. Like they've had this big plan, they've had everything. And then this virus just completely shuts them down. But you're like, you know, what? we're still going to go with this. We're going to redo this. We're just going to, we're going to chat with these people and how we can make it possible. So props to you. Thank you. Well, thank you. And, and we, we, uh, we had a board meeting last Wednesday and we spent a lot of time talking with our board about, you know, what should we be doing? What should we not be doing? How should we engage uh, the, the public health officials, our private health officials? And to, again, give going back to where the credit should lie. They all throughout this period, they have given us a directive of not to stop. Don't ease up the progress that's being made. Keep pushing forward. We will get through this virus at some point. We don't want to have stopped all this construction work or activities. We want to be pushing forward so that when the virus passes and we can open doors, people will be ready to come back downtown. Yes. And also, I forgot to mention what I love. If you notice, I made a little like, yes, is that you're giving Erie a food market downtown because that is something that downtown Erie desperately needs right now. Yeah. Is we uh, at the EDC, we, we talk about what are these things that bring people together? You know, we one of our challenges is that we are trying to bring an entire community together in downtown. It's really easy if you've got a product um, that is designated or targeted at some person and or some sort of demographic and it's easy to market to them, you know, like if you've got a, a deodorant that's being marketed at white men who are late thirties and married with three kids, that is an easy market to find, figure out. But we have a very diverse, it's very diverse. And so we talk about what are these things? What are, what are, um, uh, things, events, activities that bring a community together. And, and food is one of those. We go back to food quite a bit. So we are, we're excited to turn uh, a block in downtown into Erie's first culinary arts district. We're excited that we'll be opening Erie's first food hall. We're excited that we'll be opening uh, Erie's first public market downtown. And then in the years ahead, we'll be adding some other things to that block, which we're also excited about, but I can't talk today about <laughs> Not a problem. You invite me back next year. Well, we'll absolutely do. You won't cool. come back on the show anytime. Anytime you get some big announcement, just send me a message and right. like that. 
So one thing I wanted to ask you personally is about motivation. From as I mentioned earlier, you you know you you ran for mayor and you know and all that. But unlike unlike many politicians today who run for something and then just kind of step back in the shadows if it doesn't go their way or just move on with their lives, you take you took a look at the city and said, "How can I give back?" May I ask you personally what what motivates you to continue to give back to the city? What motivates you to continue the work that you're doing today because it's really inspiring to a lot of people including myself thank you well I, so i guess i would start by saying um our family has a great uh history here and the, and the community has been very good to our family my maternal grandparents um john and dorothy demarco um moved here in 1952 and my grandfather was a OBGYN who delivered over 13,000 babies and they raised their five kids here and several of their kids are raising uh, their kids here and their grandkids here. So there's um, close to almost 30 members on our of our family here in town. And it's uh, the community's provided a lot of opportunities, a lot of great memories. And so from a personal perspective, that's kind of what motivates me to, to do what I can to help the city be the best that it can be. You know, all, all I think we can uh, uh, of any of us can ask for is to live up to our potential. You know, we all are given um, God has blessed us all with individual talents. And so you shouldn't try to live beyond those talents, but to live up to them. And I think there's a lot of potential here in the city. It maybe hasn't lived up to that potential in the past. But what I'm excited about is I think we as a community have realized that and now we're working towards changing that. So I think the brightest years of the city are still to come. And that's what uh, is exciting about this moment for the city right now. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm going to ask you a question that I ask all of my buddies that come on the show. I call them buddies, not guests. <laughs> and that is speaking of giving, you know, um, part of being a buddy is being charitable, being giving. So if you could have our audience donate to any charity of your choice, what would it be and why? I would say the Erie Downtown Development Corporation. <laughs> and why? Because we are transform transforming downtown. Um, every dollar that is spent here, we put it to good use. We have um, some donors who are in the six figures. We have some donors that have given us a $100 check. And we will use that money to uh, transform downtown, whether it's through getting new curling stones or whether it's by hanging some public art downtown, um, we will find a productive way to put that money to use in bringing the community together downtown. I love it. Love it. Now, during the month of November, I'm also running this campaign. I call it the positivity campaign, you know, because let's face it, this election, this presidential election has not brought out the best in people. Uh, we've, you know, we're going through a time of a pandemic where just it's almost like everywhere you go, you say hi to the person on the street and you're greeted with a profanity or some sort. You know, how can we spread more positivity in your own in your opinion? How can we spread more positivity today? One thing that I'm trying to do, which I think would be interesting if others did, is send a handwritten personal note. I um, had to send some notes um, recently and instead of kind of typing them and printing them, I decided I would write them. Just thought it would be a much more personal touch. I have not done handwritten notes in a while and 
Um, I don't know. Um, I, I assume the, the recipients received those notes. I haven't heard from them, but my um, daughter has an interesting sort of pen pal relationship with my mother-in-law. And she got a note from my mother-in-law in the mail yesterday. And it was, it was really cool just to see her eyes light up at getting a piece of mail from grandma. And you know, it's, it's the notes only a couple pages long, but I think that's a, if we all took the time to write one note to one person a week, I think that would be make a huge difference. I love that advice. That is the that, that is one of the best answers I've heard on the show because it's not just oh just be kinder just you know but but it's actually doing something it's actually making making an effort to you know here's an action that we can do so. that that costs nothing I have been sending some more gifts um, recently I um, because everyone's trapped at home and they're kind of like the mail breaks up their day. I sent my, my best friend is a huge Steelers fan, but he lives in Connecticut. And when I was in Giant Eagle the other day, I saw uh, Juju's cereal. And so I bought a box and I, I had, a, I didn't tell him I was sending this, but I, I bought a box of the cereal and I put it in this old, um, old box, like Amazon box that we had at the house. And it was so beat up. And I just, sort of slap my, his, his um, address and our return address on it. And he texts me and he goes, I got this box from you. And it looks like it either is the box from uh, Ace Venture or maybe a box from the Unabomber. Is it safe to open? And I say, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I think you're going to like what's inside. And so he, he opened it up and was thrilled, like totally caught him off guard and, the packaging also, it looked like it was going to be something terrible. And <laughs> I think that's another thing. If, if you can pick one person to send um, something as simple as a box of cereal, that makes a difference these days. Yes. And you actually led on to our next question here, which is because you spoke about your buddy, which is in your own words, how, what would you describe a buddy as? A buddy is a, is a, is a friend who you can pick up the phone or trade a text or send an email, no matter how much time has passed. And it feels like no time has passed at all. So with um, my best friend, there may be weeks where we don't connect, but it's like no time had passed at all. And it's just someone who you don't, you can uh, unload un, uh, all your troubles, all your worries, share a, a stupid joke, a stupid uh, laugh, there's no judgment there. And that is, I think, a true body. Yes. Thank you. And our final, I call this the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. But if you're ready for this, is what is your advice? As I mentioned throughout the show, you are someone who gives back to the city. You're someone who does amazing projects. If someone wants to be like you and give back to a city that they've lived in to not only just like with money, but like, hey, what are some projects that we can do? What are some great things that we can inspire our city to do? What is your advice to them? I think find something that you're passionate about if you're trying to give back, because that if you're passionate about something, then you will be more motivated to um, work on it, to when there are challenges, to see it through. Um, and you can contribute 
when there's something that you're passionate about, because you'll spend more time thinking about it and working on it. A great example is what you're doing here. You're obviously passionate about the show. And so um, that is going, that is making a difference by bringing the community together and um, having your audience be able to interact with your different buddies. And so that's, that's something that I would say is find something you're passionate about and go for it. Beautiful advice. And you are right. It's all about passion because that makes a difference. You know, that makes the difference between going to work and going to career. Right. Because you can walk into, you can walk into a work that you do every single day and just be like, what am I here? What, what difference am I making? If I quit tomorrow, will there be someone sitting at my desk the next day? Or you can walk into a career and go, all right, what's on today's agenda? What am I going to do? What am I going to, who am I going to inspire today? Who am I going to make a difference with today? Like, what am I going to contribute today? And that's what, that's what makes the difference. Couldn't agree more. I think you're spot on. Yes. All righty. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us here. Yeah. on podcast. It was an honor. Like I said, you're welcome back anytime. Stick around mm -hmm. for a few minutes. Yeah. We'll chat afterwards. But for all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, John Persinger. Thank you again. It was thank a pleasure you. and an honor to talk to you today. The next time downtown. Yes. Yes, absolutely. From the curling court. From the That's curling right. court. That's right. Yes. For all my buddies out there, just remember, go be someone's buddy today. We'll catch you next time here on BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast. Buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Don't feel like it could make it, buddy. Here on BuddyCast.